That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome, I'm Andrew Dice. And I'm Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the Minute, a podcast rewatching, analyzing, and discussing, and really enjoying Batman v Superman <laughs> one single minute at a time. Fortunately, when we last left Minute 110, we were enjoying Zack Snyder's work in delivering Batman in his massive armor, lighting the bat signal, bringing Superman into the storm. And in minute 111, it begins with Zack Snyder enjoying that same work. <laughs> so let's not waste any time. Let's get into minute 111. Fifteen seconds sounds like not a lot of time, but when we're talking about a minute of screen time, the fact that one quarter of this minute is just continuing Batman beholding the bat signal up in the sky, <laughs> totally indulging in the bomb, 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 and then reverse. We need to reverse. We got to see his face next to the bat signal. Bomb, 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 bomb. We gotta. Someone needs to. Someone listening needs to make that that sniper meme. Where you've got the the people lined up, where you've got Batman enjoying the bat signal, Lex enjoying Batman enjoying the bat signal, yep. Zack Snyder enjoying Lex enjoying Batman enjoying the bat signal, and then Steven and Dice enjoying <laughs> Zack Snyder enjoying Lex Luthor yep. enjoying Batman enjoying the bat signal. <laughs> like, like, do you feel it? Like, I feel it. That 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 was the spirit of the. Uh... Rebel Moon Minute on Twitter, the concept art of the two dock workers with a microphone between the two of them, <laughs> beholding this glory. In this case, obviously, I think this is probably... Every single shot of Ben Affleck's face in this dang helmet is just glorious. Oh, yeah. I mean, these ones are too, and the music matches it. And then we get the feeling that this is big, and something big is about to happen, is doubled down upon when we cut to Lex so far away in Metropolis that this massive storm and this massive, you know, lightning crashes and bat signal are so far off in the distance that you can literally see where they begin and end. Again, this is like Superman Birthright. Lionel Francis Yu does some incredible artwork in that comic. The number of artists who would be up to challenges like this now, you know, and leading in Marvel and DC is like, Endless. There are so many artists I would want to see rendering their version of these shots. This shot of Lex with I don't I don't know what I want to talk about first. I'm talking about the first shot that we see of him looking. The fact I've never seen a storm look more like sinister. <laughs> I yeah. don't know if I'm imagining the bat wings and bat symbol kind of stretching out on either side of the bat signal that is literally shining into the sky. The way that the rain is doing what rain does, but here it looks like the darkness of the sky, like reaching down to the earth where Gotham is lit. And adding into that, we have this incredibly awesome, uh, I guess like teal blue color that is Bruce's on the right. And then I, this moment I had of what in the world is this incredible red beacon? Oh, it's just a landing light that just looks cool here to bring it into contrast. And then to top it all off, 
Lex standing on this, not grid, this just field of striped white and dark lines. We, we talked about a chessboard before, but this is implying, you know, dead straight. This is implying now, this is not a game being played anymore. This is light versus dark. Yeah. Uh, the, the lines have been drawn here, literally. It's not lost on me that this is also minute 111, uh, <laughs> weirdly <laughs> enough, when I'm looking at this. But also the fact that the, the way, the choice to have his shadow, I just, this is, this is beautiful. And it's also on like a, it's almost like a meta level because this is a, this is a Snyder shot too, right? The, 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 the behind. Oh yeah. The, the character full frame on the on the left third from the over the shoulder shot like i mean you this it's sucker punch it's the the trinity reveal it's it's uh you know you've got like every movie has like this shot but this one's different because normally it's like someone facing off like an army or a you know they're facing off this threat but the way this is composed lex is so removed literally there there's this darkness surrounding Gotham and separating him. Like he's just observing. He's not <laughs> in white pants. <laughs> um and like he's so casual too. I mean you almost think he's pulling an apple out of his pocket to like take take a yeah, bite out of yeah. it. But it's it's his it's his phone. Maybe it's an apple. Who knows? But he's not gonna take a bite out of it because it's a phone, an apple phone. Not yeah, an apple, you can't apple. do that. It's already been taken out of it. Uh, yeah. This is this is the kind of stuff where we've talked about Jesse Eisenberg as as a version of Lex. I brought up Birthright, you know, that's a version of it that people point to directly. But man, when you when you talk about this shot of Batman awaiting Superman, thinking that he is having the fight of his life, and then you cut to Lex hands in pockets. Yeah. Atop his skyscraper, it's just like, oh my God, there is not a more Lex Luthor way of presenting it's almost this like a, character. It's almost like it's in a snow globe. <laughs> that right? he's looking at? Yeah. yeah it's a like, plaything. Yeah. It could be the way that it's so that it's so separated into into its own the light the light doesn't totally separate it, but I mean Gotham is it's close to carved out into a by a black circle separating it from everything else. And, and Yeah. Well and and also the, the, the way, way the storm is moving. Batman is encompassed in this water and lightning and it's happening around him. He's in like the not the eye of the storm, but he's in the storm and Lex is I don't know being out in like the ocean or on a lake or field or anytime that, there's not many places in geographically that you can be where there can be a storm that far away where you can see it happening so fiercely but not be in it. And so it's so cool to capture that in this shot where we we know because we saw how crazy the storm is where Batman is, but here's Lex. There's wind, but the rain is not here. The lightning is not here. That's all happening around Batman and around this conflict Lex has engineered, but totally unimpactful to him and him standing up on top of this rooftop, looking down yeah. while Batman looks up. And of course, Bruce is like the the world would bend to my will, you know, and give me like the perfect backdrop for this incredible fight. And then meanwhile, there's Lex to, to take yet another line from Black Sails. He conjured up the storm and then steered Bruce directly into it. <laughs> right. And now is just getting to watch. Taking out his phone and saying simply, the night is here. You wonder how long he's been sitting on that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Will we ever know if it is N-I-G-H-T or K-N-I-G-H-T? Anatoly hangs up the phone and is like, this guy... 
If that's who's on the other. No, no, we've established their text thread. He's totally in on it. Like he's texting, like OMG, that was perfect. Yeah, you know, OMG, that was a okay hand. So if in in text, this would have been the K is in parentheses, open parentheses, close K, close parentheses, night is here winky face wink emoji and then uh kgb's response with like the the little like chef's fingers of like maron he uh he doesn't have uh an iphone so he gets the kgb says like liked the the text anyway (laughs) who will ever know did you you did you say night or did you i don't know because i got all these black box the bat bat emoji was helpful though (laughs) anatoly makes the right call what i want to call out here as Lex's plan is moving, so too is the cinematography. Mm-hmm. We, I think we talked about this before with, with Lois again on a escalator. This kind of like political espionage spy vibe going on that is doubled down here big time, which is mm-hmm. obviously Anatoly, you know, is, is cleaning the floor in um, this Daily Planet substructure. But we get the way the, I mean, again, beautiful coloring and like the, the entire, this is just astounding. I feel like this is them being like, we have the opportunity to do some effing fantastic cinematography here yeah i i would call everyone's attention to to re-watch the sequence keeping in mind the movement of the characters with respect to each other's frames and then also the play of black against white uh and, and light in the scene where we're just talking about you know light versus dark with lex the lines are drawn now and we have anatoly as this just dark figure in this incredibly well-lit room with lois entering his frame then we get the next shot, half of the screen is black. <laughs> yeah. Half of the screen is brightly lit and he stands out against it again. I want to point out here, I don't know if this existed or if they did this on purpose. Half the floor is light. Half the floor is dark. Guess which side he's standing on. Yeah. Well, and also the song. Oh God. Yeah. Well, hold on. Hold on. Let's get, <laughs> let me, let me finish out my thing here. We get Anatoly resolving into Lois's frame. Then we get a reverse shot of Lois with this massive white ceiling behind her as this unknown black figure enters in behind her in her frame. We've had these static character shots, but this is, I know you, I think you, you referenced this a little bit already, but the fact that this is shot on an escalator as she's descending down, but she is not moving. There's so much uneasiness to it. Yeah. The, the, she is being moved. The, the world around her is moving her, descending her into this thing, despite her feet not moving and the camera not moving around her it is the everything her and the camera are static and everything else is descending it's just it's great and we get we get her this guy moving into her frame the the camera movement again like what you're saying here as lois again reclaims agency and takes the steps off the escalator the camera swivels so that the man following her is literally removed from the frame yeah. We get her now back in control as she's walking and we get this play of her having, okay, I'm Lois, I'm doing my thing. Maybe she's going to walk by. Maybe she's going to not spring this trap that she's been moving into. And the moment that she stops, we get the black legs of the figure following in behind her. And of course, that's what everybody is watching now is him looming in behind her right up to the one minute end mark where she says excuse me you know do i know you she recognizes this man that was looking at her and as he stops and freezes the minute ends on the back of his head and all the bright light behind her and even people cannot save lois here again as you pointed out all of this set to the incredible one-of-a-kind musical styling of richard cheese right singing of all songs the most 
drawn out, slow paced. Every time we say goodbye, I die a little. This is the second Richard Cheese cover in this movie. What was the first? It was at Lex's party, the Metropolis Library, where he sang. Oh, night and day. Man. <laughs> right? Thank you, Mr. Cheese. Yeah. For anyone who, uh, this is the Which is, frequent collaborator, we just talked I guess about, we can say. Yeah, I was going to say, we were just talking about the Snyder shot of Lex. R- Cheese is, is another Snyder, like a, a Snyder in-joke. I mean, it's like what? It's you got the, the over-the-shoulder the shot, and then you've got the Richard Cheese Richard and Allison Crow are like <laughs> yep. in every... Yeah, because he did Down with the Sick. I mean, I think he he might have become famous because of Down with the Sickness, because yeah. of Snyder's inclusion of Down with the Sickness in in Dawn of the Dead. I mean, I don't want to take away from him. Maybe he he's big regardless, <laughs> but I certainly became aware of him because of that cover. Oh, totally. Be from that movie. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Get on, come on, get down with sickness. Yeah. <laughs> Not only does it totally match the feeling that I always had, like leaving work in this kind of place, <laughs> right? But it is just a, a, a perfect. It's just perfect. I, I love this. What a what a what a perfect musical choice. What a perfect way to deliver it. And again, the fact that it slowed down, yeah, and meticulous just doubles down on the fact that of of how much scheming is is actually exactly. going on here. And also, she gets to your point into the white part of the tile. He's on the on the brown part. And so when she goes over to say hi to him, that's where she steps onto the dark tile and the guy comes up behind her. It, it, this is obviously Kahina, you know, vibes. The last time we saw the that escalator, was the other right? thing. Yeah, last time we saw someone in an escalator was yeah. Kahina. That this, well, nothing's going to happen to Lois because... It's Lois. Yeah, and there are people, this is like a, even in the light. Yeah. Anatoly and this black figure behind her, Lois doesn't know. And that's where we end the minute. We get a callback of Batman wondering if Superman can be made to bleed, and now a, a sadly familiar face is waiting for Lois. I think it goes to what we're saying about the same way that I realize Bruce is looking up through the skylight that he will eventually send Superman down through. Is the same way we've been talking about with, with Lex, you know, taking the bait, setting the trap. I think what is so chilling about this is while the Martha bit was a bit of a surprise, which is a nice, like, call forward to when she will make up for another surprise. This trap around Lois feels like it can move so slowly because it has been moving for so long. So brilliantly plotted that it is like almost a Venus flytrap just slowly closing in around Lois and she doesn't know it, but we know it because the filmmakers are telegraphing it to us. Yeah. So great. I mean, this is just a beautiful location for shots too. The, the lensing, like everything about this is just... This stands out in my mind as, boy, I wish more superhero movies looked like this. Yeah. This is just kind of staggering. Um, totally well, stands out in the motion. Oh, I love even, it. Yeah, I mean, even the, the, the depth of field here where the guy gets on the escalator behind her and he's blurry, but then it cuts yeah. to her and and you got her a little bit of out, of out of focus, but it's enough to see Anatoly in focus so that you, you know who he is, whereas the other guy is just this shady guy. But here we actually see in focus Anatoly. Like, it's 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 such a weird, like... When people talk about like the cinematography of Batman v Superman, you're going to be thinking about like that bat signal shot that we just gushed over for an entire minute. Um, <laughs> and yet here we are talking about Lois going down the elevator and like there's almost more storytelling going on with the cinematography here than there even was there. Oh, yeah. I mean, Martha being taken looks the exact opposite to this. Yeah. Right. And I, it does feel like it was a it was a distinct choice to have this shot where Lois, Martha, it couldn't be more obvious, right? Dark alley. We're waiting for something to happen. The headlights come on. And we realize that she's being ambushed. 
Here we have Lois, brightly lit. She's Lois. That's not how she's going to be taken. I just love that it is. it looks the exact opposite. It's the same scene playing out, effectively. Spoilers for the next minute, I guess. Credit to Lex that Lois Lane is not going down any dark alleys. So we are going to have her walking through the brightly lit halls of her workplace. Literally, the trap is closing on her from both sides. Chilling stuff. I don't know if I'll ever be able to watch another scene with someone coming down an escalator behind a main character and not feel so creeped out. Yeah. We had Anatoly entered into this sequence with no head. Mm-hmm. And then now we have this guy coming down behind her and it's cut off before like we see him become a person. <laughs> it's so creepy. These guys do not have faces, mainly because we see all of them in the warehouse fight probably <laughs> later Well, that's on. <laughs> from two angles too, because we've got the opening of the shot. Or, or it's like from Anatoly's feet, he has, has no head. But then when it cuts to behind Lois's perspective, yeah. he also has no head from there. Yeah. And then, like I said, the playing with the depth of field and the focus, too, to hide yeah. who each guy is for certain shots. Like We should also, I guess, point out that Lois, at this point, has uncovered Lex's plot, as she believes it. So she is seeing this guy here, and you can, we can see on her face that she recognizes him. Once he finally does show his face and, and make eye contact with her, which is something that we didn't get in Nairomi. So for her, Lex's plan began and ended. The uh-huh. bombing was presumably the end. He's gotten what he's after now. It's a cool way of delivering. Uh, you know, this is kind of cheating a little bit into the next minute, but the next minute is going to have other stuff to talk about. Lois has that tingle and is going to leave, but then says, is something happening And it's almost like the turnaround is the reveal. Yeah, you're part of it too. This is what we've been building towards. We talked before about the kind of soft muted like green hues of the Daily Planet before. And the fact that we get to watch Lois like descend from that into this other shade. Mm -hmm. Beyond that, I think it's also super cool that in these two minutes back to back or within this one minute, we've talked about this incredible tableau of visual storytelling that is then shifting into a handheld camera, swapping quick reverse shots, cameras in motion that are telling two completely different parts of the same story. So if we haven't given enough credit to Larry Fong and the camera operators and everybody involved in in this, yeah, obviously we're fans. <laughs> I just love that this, this starts with us saying, like, gushing over the 15-second extended just... <laughs> glorified over glorified batman in armor looking at the bat signal with the booming han zimmer and junkie xl music and it ended with us gushing over the lois going down an escalator to richard cheese (laughs) we see something we like lois sees something she recognizes unfortunately until minute 112 the listeners like lois will need to be just staring at our turned backs i guess waiting for this incredible reveal of minute 112 that will be coming soon as minute 111 is in the books pulling some of our coolest stuff from a minute that seems to be you know legwork plot wise maybe the first time you're watching it explaining lois's plot or, or connecting pieces together this is another cool one that is like how many times can we say this is now one of my favorite minutes but <laughs> Well, we've got how many minutes are left? Yep. Yep. (laughs) So 
We invite everyone listening to let us know where this ranks in your favorite minutes uh, on Twitter at BVS by the minute, or you can do so in a review on iTunes or heading on to patreon.com slash Snyder minute and letting us know there while supporting our podcast obsession. For now, though, it's fitting that we move into minute 112 because Lois is about to find out that the man she's facing can be only you. She could be anywhere in just a few minutes. Na 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 na. Couldn't be more obvious, right? Dark alley. We're waiting for something to happen. Yeah. The headlights come on. We realize that she's being ambushed. (laughs) Not recording. (laughs) No, wait, do I have my, um, my MP3 recorder is, is, is recording. I hope. Sorry. (laughs) 